Well, good evening. Welcome to Wednesday night prayer and Bible study. It is great to see you. I'm sure we'll have some others join us, perhaps on their commute home from work. I remember when I was working um, in Laurel a couple years ago in that commute, whew, driving 95 and 495 every single day. Thankfully, I just drive 301 and Route 3 south every single day, so I go against traffic both ways on my commute, so that's a nice thing. Don't have to sit in that D.C. traffic, but we're all kind of used to it, aren't we? When you kind of grow up in this area or you're from here, well, I'm kind of used to it. There's traffic everywhere. Just to get from one end of where we live in Waldorf to the other, sometimes it can take 20, 25 minutes. It's, uh, it's very interesting. It's only about six miles. You know, we only live 16 miles from here, but it feels like an eternity sometimes. But regardless, God has gotten us here safe, and uh, we are going to just enjoy the Lord, praise Him, share some prayer requests, and hear from His Word. Let's open up in a word of prayer, and then we'll stand together and we'll sing. Father, thank you so much that we can gather tonight. We just thank you for what the body of Christ represents. God, you gave uh, yourself to die on the cross for our sins. You sent your son to be the payment for a debt that we could never even begin to come close of uh, repaying. So we just thank you for the grace that we get, the gift of God through salvation. We can't boast of anything that we've done because of it, but we can give you the glory and praise tonight. 
So we're asking you that you'd inspire us, bring something to our mind maybe to share with the group, and we're just so thankful again for letting us gather together. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we will stand together. And I, I'm a man, so I cannot do two things at one time. So I'm going to pull up the list here. Our first song will be, I sing praises to your name. <laughs> oh, Lord, he is worthy to be praised. I sing praises to your name, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord, for your name is great and greatly to be praised. I sing praises to your name, oh, Lord, praises to your name, oh, I give glory to your name, oh Lord, glory to your name, oh Lord, for your name is great and greatly to be praised. I give glory to your name, oh seated you know it'll be a great I'm listening to a preaching series and it's um, going through the book of Revelation and uh, God does give us every opportunity to accept Christ every opportunity even after the church is raptured there is plenty of opportunity for those remaining yet it will be very difficult but more opportunity to receive Christ at that time as well just amazing. There'll be witnesses. There'll be angels declaring uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Just an amazing opportunity. But why not accept Christ now? What? Why take that risk? It doesn't make sense to me for some people. The heavens declare the glory of God. Our conscience uh, reveals God to us. Creation reveals God to us. Just amazing. Very amazing. Let's open up with some praises tonight. I do want to praise God. We ran into an issue last week where Rebecca's medicine ran out. We couldn't figure out if they mismeasured it, but they would not refill the antibiotic because they said the insurance wouldn't uh, cover it or it wouldn't go through because we were a week and a half too early. We're like, there's no way. We measure it out. So someone at CVS um, said Rebecca came back with the bottle and they gave her without even charging us like a, a day and a half just to get through until we could talk to a manager and then they actually provided the medicine and now her doctor will just prescribe like the full bottle so they don't have to chop it up at CVS so we don't have to have any more issues so we just praise God for working that out because it is a critical medicine uh, to have it's for the Babesia which is the more well they're both serious but the that is for the Babesia right so we definitely have to take that one. All right, who will be next with the praise? Murky, I see your hand. Good evening, and that mic is not on, I don't think. Okay. 
We'll get it on here momentarily. If not, I'll just pass the mic to you and then we'll swap at the end. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, praise God for the recovery. Um, I just had both eyes um, with a laser surgery, and it's not laser, it gets iridotomy. So um, I, I praise God that the optometrist that we went to at Costco, she was the first one who noticed it and gave us a referral to see someone, a specialist for, you know, glaucoma. And praise God for that because if I, if I didn't get it soon, I'd probably have a lot of vision loss or complete vision loss. And it's irreversible, so praise God for that. And um, yesterday I went to my dermatologist and um, it's healing well, the mold that they removed and yeah, it's not cancerous, so praise God for that. I, I did show her the lump that's growing here on just below my shoulder in the back and she said, oh, that's lipoma, you need to have that removed. And it's 7.5 centimeters, who has it? <laughs> Somebody has it too? Um, Uh, maybe I'm watching too much, Ms. Uh, Dr. Pimple Popper. I don't know <laughs> that it, it, you know, it uh, fired back at me. I don't know, but um, I got a referral, uh, Johns Hopkins, so I will have to have that removed soon. But I'm more worried about my wrist because it's still tingling and you know both. So there's a lot of upcoming surgeries. But uh, my PCP, which I just met a few days ago. Um, uh, my original PCP, um, she, she left the practice for 13 years. She has been my, my doctor, so it was new to me. Everything is new to me and everything I had, I had to, you know, start from a clean slate. So, but the new one is just awesome, just like the previous one. So Dr. Delgado or Sado is awesome. And so she said, you might want to just get that fast-growing lump removed. So tomorrow is my um, ultrasound schedule. So please pray that, yes, uh, that it will be confirmed that it's uh, a lipoma and not lymphoma or something else. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so please pray for me for that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Troy. And uh, just great answers to prayer. I know we've been praying a while for, you know, the eye surgeries and continue to pray for your wrist, and then the, the additional skin surgery happening soon as well. Is there someone else with a praise or a prayer request tonight? Um, is there a thumbs up or thumbs down from the booth? Do we have that mic situated now? Okay, Troy, so it's ready to go. Did I see a hand? No? Miss Bobby? Microphone right behind you. Um, Monday, I, I got a call saying... My my credit card was, what do you call it, hacked? Yes. And I, I didn't mean to do that to you. I'm sorry. What did you do? Tell me what you did. I didn't do it. I don't know. What did they do? Hopefully, hopefully it was a quick solve. Well, anyway, um, I, I, I called yesterday. And, um, and anyway, I was just thankful. They, had some kind, they must have a security. It's Visa. Mm -hmm. They must have a security company because that was what the, it was the e um, email or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just thankful they have a security company 
to, to, to look out for us. Definitely. Well, if they notice you're trying to buy like a, a tree stand or a hunting blind, they're like, well, <laughs> I don't think Bobby buys that stuff normally. So those yeah, companies don't even recognize that and stop it. <laughs> so I'm glad they did that for you. Okay. Now I have a prayer request sure. for my dear friend Joe. <laughs> he's, uh, in, he's in the hospital. Oh. I did go see him today. Um, uh, he uh, he looked pretty good. Uh, it, I think it all started when he, he, at the at the, um, the place where he is. Charlie Hall. Mm -hmm. He fell uh, during the night. I guess in the bathroom. I'm not sure what room it was, but he didn't tell anybody till in the morning. So when they discovered that, then they sent him to the hospital. They think that he might had a. Um, Mini stroke, I guess that's what you call him. Mm -hmm. But uh, he looked really good today, and they had run a lot of tests. And when I left, they hadn't done the MRI. That's I think that's one of the most important things for uh, to, when you think they have are having a stroke. But I understand that, happened, yeah. that the M MRI machine was broke. I don't I don't know whether he had it today or not. Okay. But he looked really, really good, I thought, for the shape that he's in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know he's mm -hmm. a pretty resilient guy. He's in, the, he's in it's called University of, of Maryland Capital Region, and it's in Largo. Okay, that's the new one. Yeah, right. it's, and I was very impressed with it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's a pretty uh, premier hospital. When, when we got into the hospital, we just walked a f little ways, and then there was a... a it was a six six passenger, I don't know what you'd call it. Um, like a club car, <laughs> golf cart. Something like that. Mm -hmm. And and it took you to the main place, the main office where you could get your uh, pass to go in the room. Mm -hmm. And then there was the main elevator was right there. So that was nice, too. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we'll pray for Joe. And I yeah. think at the top of our prayer list. Yeah, thank Actually. you. So let's lift him up, and then we'll pray for uh, Murky's request as well. Thank you. God, we thank you so much that uh, Joe seems to be doing well now. Thank you that there doesn't seem to be any uh, lasting sy uh, symptoms. We do just pray to uh, that you would restore complete brain function. Thank you for just keeping him safe from where he lives all the way to Largo. That's a bit of a trip. Um, so we just uh, thank you that Bobby was able to go see him. Thank you that all the logistics, trying to get to him in the hospital, and the, just the access seemed to go well. So we just praise you for those, those things as well. Because those kind of can, can boost the mood a, a bit when you're going to visit somebody and just everything kind of works out. So we just we pray for Joe again, and we're just trusting you for a complete healing. We do lift up Murky's request and uh, just the pain that she's having in her wrist and uh, seemingly going to need surgery uh, very soon on that so i pray that the schedule would work well that and whatever is needing to be done that would kind of solve a lot of the pain that she's experiencing and then in addition to the um the lump on her shoulder that needs to be addressed we just pray that it would be exactly what uh, the doctor thought it was um, and that it would wouldn't be anything more serious and that the removal would just go go well and then we just praise you god for a good uh her primary care doctor as well and I know sometimes when we have to switch up uh, doctors after many years it can just be kind of nerve-wracking and you just wonder if you'll get the same care 
from the new one as you did the old one, and it, it sounds like everything's going great. So we just praise you for that as well. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> okay, who is next? Well, let's pray for <clears throat> Stacy's mom. Sorry, I am not sick, but ever since I was sick a couple weeks ago, I can't get whatever is in my <clears throat> throat out of there. I know Muriel and I were talking Sunday morning, and it's like it, it comes up at the most inopportune time, so I apologize. So we'll pray for Stacy's mom, and then Cheryl Reynolds has a request. Tracy, um, prayer for Tracy and the kids. Uh, Granny, who some of you may know from many years ago, probably before COVID. I don't think she, she attended much uh, post-COVID, but Granny passed away, and the funeral is Saturday. And then uh, pray all goes smoothly as, um, <clears throat> you know, there's a little bit of family dynamic here where cousins and family aren't giving all the details and uh, aren't exactly, you know, wanting them to come to the funeral. So just kind of difficult there for sure. And uh, they kind of found out and they're just showing up. So pray that it all goes well. <clears throat> and perhaps you can relate to maybe some sort of experience in your family, whether it be a funeral or a wedding or, you know, someone says something wrong and then, you know, things kind of can get, get out of hand quickly. So we need to pray for Cheryl and Tracy and the kids uh, for sure. So we'll, we'll pray for them, and we'll also pray for Stacy's mom, Donna. I know Stacy a couple weeks ago was in tears and just, I mean, taking care of a loved one. And then just the um, delirium, and I think, does her mom have dementia as well? So we're just praying for that whole situation. I know Stacy's sister was able to care for her a little bit, but there's a little bit of um, factors involved there as well. So we need to be praying for Stacy's mom. And Rebecca and I were talking before. Um, I grew up more in a culture where you didn't really share much about what was going on in your life. It was almost kind of like, you know, business as usual. And if you appeared weak, it was almost like a sign of a lack of spirituality. Now, maybe that wasn't the reality, but certainly kind of some of the perception. And I was asking Rebecca, our church does seem to share a lot. And I think it's important and I just kind of need to have another perspective from Rebecca who, you know, grew up in a different part of the country in a different type of church and, you know, in a different type of pastor's home. And I just, I just really appreciate our church family, the genuineness that is displayed. And I think that is what is needed in the body of Christ. Because how can we properly pray for each other? How can we honor God if our prayers are just this facade, you know, it's kind of like uh, a lady with Botox, right? We know she's we know she's doesn't look like that, except for I don't know. I'm sorry about the illustration, but you know, you know, everything as we get older is not as it once was, right? So it's kind of like that facade. Everybody knows what's going on behind the scenes, but what is sometimes portrayed is not reality. So I just appreciate that about our church um, and some of these situations, you know. Cheryl's situation, Tracy's situation, Stacy's situations, things that we need to kind of bear together and lift them up. So, Kevin, I'm wondering if you would do that tonight, if you could pray for Stacy and her mom in the situation, and then also Tracy, the kids, and Cheryl and the kids as well. Thank you. <clears throat> sure. 
prayer requests myself. Right. Um, one is uh, we're, we're heading out of town tomorrow um, for Christmas, Pam. Instead of getting me stuff this year, um, we're, we're going on a trip. So we're going out to Kentucky to the, to the Ark and to the Creation Museum. So um, we're heading out tomorrow. Um, so travel mercies for us. Pray for that. And, uh, you know, you talk about um, as we get older, things start breaking down. And I'm, I'm struggling right now to, to find uh, new or used parts for 1964, Kevin. Um, <laughs> I, 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 as some of the folks in my Sunday school class know, I, I pulled a muscle in my back Saturday. Ooh. I was doing a project for Pam, and I was doing a stupid Kevin trick, and so just threw my back out. So it's, um, I saw the doctor, uh, um, what was it Sunday, something like that? And, and so they, um, Monday, so they, they've got me on a lidocaine patch for my back. And I found out last Friday that I'm losing my hearing. Mm. And it's worse in the left ear than the right ear. So if I start giving you a blank stare, that's a different blank stare because I'm having problems hearing you. So we'll just come uh, to your right side. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I'm working with the VA. Um, and of course, for those of you that may be former military understand that they have their own speed. It's kind of a difference between slow and stop, and it's hard to tell. <laughs> but I'm working on trying to get hearing aids from them because it's a whole lot less than um, $870 through um, uh, Walter Reed. Yeah, so, absolutely. You can even get Bluetooth in them nowadays, so you can talk. I, on I can't though, them. because of where I work. Oh right. Yeah. That's right. So I have to use the old horn that I stick in my ear and okay. walk around doing yes. that instead. Um, so yeah, I'll go ahead and lift those up and, and right thank now. You. So Father, we we thank you so very much for all the answered prayers. We thank you, Lord, for the grace and the mercy that you continue to show us. I thank you, God, so much for this coming trip. I, I thank you, Lord, that we, Pam and I, get a chance, just the two of us, to, to relax and to dig a little deeper into your word. We get a chance to, to go see what the ark may have looked like and just to go visit the, um, the, the Creation Museum, Father. We're looking so forward to it and just spending quiet time together, quality time together. And so, Father, I thank you for that. And I ask you, Lord, for travel mercies, I ask you, Father, to get us there safely, get us home safely, um, but also just a relaxing time. And Father, I lift up to you Stacy and her mom. Father, I, I, I feel so badly for her right now because I've seen it. You know, many of us in this church have seen it not with, with our own parents, um, dealing with the dementia and and all that comes with it, the, the, the challenges of the, the emotional outbursts and the, the issue of, you know, do they recognize me or don't they recognize me? And just trying to be there and present with them. And it can be emotionally taxing. And so, Father, I lift her up to you tonight. Father, I lift up to you, Stacy, and I ask that you give her a strength that only you can give her, Lord. It, it, you give us power. You give us strength. Because your, your power is, is infinite, it is, it's unlimited, and so you have no problem sharing it with us, Lord, and we just lift her up to you and ask for that tonight. And Father, we ask for uh, clarity for uh, Tracy and uh, her family uh, and, and Cheryl and, and all that's going on, the dynamic that's going on, Father. We, we all struggle with pride in our hearts, and sometimes it, it is so deep in who we are. And so, Father, I just pray that you will, you will show each and every person that, that flaw 
that, that exists there so that they can confess it, they can turn from it, they can begin to work with you in getting it out of their hearts and out of their lives. And so, Father, I lift them up to you, especially in such a difficult time as this. So I lift them up to you, Lord. And, and Father, I just ask you to, to help me, help me to get the, uh, the, the hearing aids that I need so that I can better interact with the people around me. I, I'm, I'm tired, Father, of just constantly asking people to repeat themselves and, and having to struggle to, to process what people say to me. And Father, I pray that you'll help me with my back. I don't want this to impact our trip. And Lord, um, you're the, the, the great physician. You have healed people. You've raised the people from the dead. And so, Father, I'm just asking for this tonight. Father, there are so many things that are on our hearts, and we just lift them to you, and we thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Our next song, In My Life, Lord, Be Glorified. This should be our prayer. Don't think about anyone else. Just think about your Lord as we sing this together. In my life, Lord, be glorified, be glorified. In my life, Lord, be glorified today. church in your church Lord be glorified be glorified in your church Lord be glorified today you know he should be glorified in our church shouldn't he and you know Sunday mornings, you know, and I have the privilege and opportunity to kind of stand up here and sing. And um, sometimes I can see people's faces, and we all have burdens and trials. But I sometimes wonder, what is preventing people in the house of God from glorifying Him through song and praise? And it's a dilemma I've had for a while now, I'll just be honest, and uh, sorry, I'm getting teared up. I have to kind of look to specific folks sometimes just to gain a little bit, bit of inspiration, because sometimes, I'll be honest, it's discouraging, and I know that's kind of maybe selfish, because I'm not, I should be looking to Christ for sustainment, right? But the body is the body, and without each other, the body does not function. So, I say that to you all as faithful, you know, church members and attenders on a Wednesday night, statistically, you know, many don't attend a Wednesday night service. So may we this Sunday perhaps be the catalyst to inspire others uh, to do the same, um, to praise God, to glorify Him in our church, and not to glorify ourselves, but to give Him glory. We were created to bring Him glory and pleasure. So anyways, I'm not scheduled to preach tonight, so I will stop stop preaching, or I guess it's not preaching, but 
whatever it's called. I don't know. We're uh, I don't know if it's quite meddling because it kind of needed to be said, but testifying. There we go. I don't know. Emerging. Test of preaching, I guess. And we'll call it that. So Troy uh, is asking prayer for his brother-in-law, Kyle. And Kyle has been diagnosed with an aggressive cancer uh, just recently, this past Monday. So we need to lift up uh, Kyle. And then he has a doctor's appointment coming up next Wednesday. So need to be praying for him. Our friend uh, Marion... Um, maybe some of you all have met her over the years. She used to be a um, cashier at the Aldi and Brandywine. She's going through cancer for the third time, I think, second or third time. So she's having a tough time with, uh, with chemo right now. So uh, if you could pray uh, for Marion. And then lastly, uh, my sister-in-law Hannah is recovering from pneumonia. And uh, she lives in Tennessee and just a, a little bit of dynamic there. Her, her husband's working and then just young kids. It's just kind of a, a little bit of a situation trying to recover and have three kids under the age, four and under. And, uh, you know, homeschooling one and just it's kind of challenging. If those of you all who are mothers and have children, you know, you can, I'm sure, empathize. So we're praying for uh, Kyle and we're praying for Hannah. And then, I'm sorry, I just forgot the other name I mentioned. Marion, thank you very much. And Marion's last name is uh, Walker. So she lives in um, Lexington Park, but goes to uh, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law's house in Winchester to kind of help with recovery. And then I think they watch the kids as well. Or, oh, they don't. But Marion kind of goes there for a little bit of R&R, if you will. So we need to lift them up. So let's go ahead and do that now. Father, we lift up these requests to you, and uh, just health challenges are just so difficult, <clears throat> and how to pray, when, where, I, you know, just, we, we, we desire complete recovery, and we, and we pray for that, and we know you're able to do that, but you also are sovereign, and you have, your will is perfect, and our human brains can just not comprehend. So I would be, I guess, faking it if I'm, I, if I didn't pray not with a little doubt, you are able, but in the back of my mind sometimes I'm always wondering, am, am I praying properly for these situations? I don't know. But God, I want to lift these up to you. We lift up Kyle Mitchell and the recent cancer diagnosis. We just pray for wisdom there. It does seem kind of an aggressive form, as Troy mentioned here in his request. And we just pray for wisdom and just a good... Uh, visit with the doctor and that they would be able to just get some clear answers on a treatment plan moving forward. I do pray for Hannah. We trust you for complete recovery. We thank you for providing uh, health insurance for them. We thank you for the nurses who just took a little bit of extra time there at the hospital to understand uh, the situation. And we just thank you that she was able to get the care that she needs. <clears throat> and we pray that you would meet her needs. We thank you for uh, Rebecca's family helping. I think of Daniel and Brittany, uh, David and Rachel, and just the help that they've been able to lend. It's just uh, really encouraging. I do pray for Marion as well. <clears throat> um, it's sad to see her go through cancer again, God, and um, we just we lift her up. We just pray for some good days ahead. I do pray for Clinton, her husband, and the boys as well, that you just meet their needs. I know logistics of living in Southern Maryland and traveling uh, to, to Winchester can be 
difficult. So I just, I just lift these situations up to you, God. We, we place it in your hands. We trust you, God, even though we don't always know how exactly to pray for certain situations, God. We can give them to you, and we know that you are going to take care of it. Even if it's not what we feel the situation should be, we know and we can trust you that you know what is best. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Cheryl? Um, i just like to lift up T. She's having some different pain these days, and um, she's going to go see her doctor real soon, and so we just need for the doctor to have clear decisions about what's going on with her. And um, the other thing is, I wanted to praise the Lord because uh, last week I had asked for prayer about some decisions that I had to make. And it looks like he's opening and closing doors and making a clear path for me. And I just want to thank him for doing that. Amen. Amen. What an answer to prayer. We had prayed for that last week, and that's just so encouraging to hear. And we will pray for T here um, in a minute. I see Tammy, and then we'll go. I, I, I don't know why I'm blanking on people's names. Miss Veronica. Veronica. So sorry. <laughs> Tammy. I forgive you. <laughs> I, I thank God um, for his sovereignty. Um, I thank him because he foreknew today and tomorrow. And, um, you know, as a therapist, I never knew that most therapists are part-time. Mm. or they are um, paid by hour. Okay. Uh, when I started my job, I specifically asked to be salaried. Mm -hmm. Therapists would come in and say, hey, there's good money if you just do this and do that, and you can make twice as much. And I said, no, I feel like God is telling me to stay here. So lo and behold, um, uh, in regard to my tuition reimbursement, um, and um, a conversation I had with management, it seems like this is the best situation for me, um, even though I'm not where the other therapists are. But I have um, paid time off. I have, um, what is it, retirement, which the other ones don't. Oh, nice. Um, and you know, you know, I'm starting off, so I don't have anything. Um, so God is good. Um, there were some extra conditions that were uh, revealed to me in regard to my tuition reimbursement that I didn't know about, but God foreknew, and those things were already taken care of. Um, and I thank him for that. So I am praying most likely um, Sally Mae, my friend, will be taken care of by my job starting next month. That's what I'm talking about. Kick her out of the house and have her pay that thing off. Miss Veronica. Hello, everyone. Hello. Um, I've asked you all to pray for Mike. Mike went to the um, doctors the other day, well, yesterday, and um, he came back pretty distraught. They did the procedure in his neck to prevent um, stroke with the vein, mm. but his heart is not doing very well. The doctor described it as if you spill something and you took a towel to absorb it, it's not absorbing, not even a drop. So his blood is not flowing wherever it's supposed to go. Um, he's due to go and see another 
cardiologist or a specialist to see if his heart is strong enough for a fibrillator. Okay. If it's not, they said that his heart could give out within six months or less than a year. Oh, wow. And so he may not survive. Mm. Um, so he's, you know, he's just praying and trusting God for that. But also... Um, and his name again? Michael, Michael. True Just Just say Mike, you'll know. He okay. listens to us online. Okay. Um, he's been here before, too. Um, but he lives in South Carolina. Okay. Um, also, um, I want to pray for a friend of mine, Donna Cooper. I call her my sister, but she's not biologically my sister. She's in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, and she ended up in um, ICU with COVID and pneumonia, but she also has uh, COPD and diabetes and some other things. The blessing is they had put her on a ventilator and put her in an induced coma for two days. Wow. And when they took her off of that, she came out of it, and the doctor clearly told the family, it has to be only God because nobody does this. Prayers wow. are, keep praying. He told them, keep praying, family, keep praying. Amen. So just continue to pray for Donna Cooper. She's now in um, a regular room. She's no longer in ICU. Great. So I just praise God for that. Amen. What some, some great answers to prayer. Let's praise God for these. God, we thank you for just knowing our steps, knowing today, tomorrow, past, present, future, God, taking care of Tammy's needs. Just so incredible to hear about, you know, pretty much the majority percentage does not have near the, the I guess, benefits package that she does. We thank you that the tuition reimbursement is kicking in next month. <clears throat> we thank you for the PTO, the retirement, all those things that kind of calm down <clears throat> our minds at a job when those benefits are there and we can kind of breathe a sigh of relief that the future is somewhat taken care of. Uh, we just pray for wisdom <clears throat> for Tammy as she uh, gives therapy to those needing, uh, you know, a help with their speech and whatnot. And I pray that you just show her, continue to show her favor at her job. We do praise you, God, for Donna and the recovery that she's making where seemingly it seemed impossible but God, prayer does work, and we just praise you for that. We pray for her complete uh, recovery. We do pray for Mike as well, God, and uh, just the issues he's having. Thank you that the surgery went well for the vein in his neck. God, and we're just trusting you for some clear answers regarding his heart. We pray that it would be strong enough to have uh, something put in to kind of help everything work as it should, and we're just trusting you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> All right, we'll go to our next song, and that will be God Will Make a Way when there, Where There Seems to Be No Way. <clears throat> God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see.
Bible says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You know, when I'm hunting, I often try to walk in in the pitch black. One, so the deer don't hear me and I sound like an animal. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I try to walk in with no light. And sometimes I am very unsuccessful. I have found myself on the complete opposite side of the church many times. Um, and But you know what? When I put on that light, I can know exactly where I'm going. And that's what God's word does for us. A light, on our lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So right where we are and where we need to go. Well, as we uh, wind down the portion of our service tonight, uh, we do want to remember those who are recovering, and uh, we won't forget to pray for uh, T. I did uh, uh, forget that in that last set, but we'll pray for T as well. Those recovering, we think of Teresa Conrad, Jerry Dodd had hip surgery, and Troy will come down to uh, Muriel here in a minute. Um, he had knee replacement surgery just some months ago, and uh, Jerry has not been here for uh, some weeks. He's still recovering. We think of Joseph Franklin, Ken Harriet uh, from back surgery. Cheryl is recovering well. Think of Pam and her shoulder still uh, recovering. Pastor's back. Uh, we think of Terry as well. Uh, John, it was great to see him. Um, it's honestly hard for me to get through the choir song without crying. I don't know why. I guess it was kind of like nostalgic to have John up there and just to hear him singing, uh, my wife Rebecca and Andy Sullivan, you know, just with his back problems and just he really has a tough time with that. Uh, Muriel, we'll hear from you. Um, I just want to echo what you said earlier so that the church knows. Um, I have that same frog. Ever since I um, had COVID, my voice is not where my voice should be. And that's very difficult for me. I've always had a raspy voice, but it's worse. So I'm doing um, some throat culture and some other things that's been recommended. So I'm gonna ask the um, church family to pray about that. That's um, causing me a little bit of grief, needless to say. The other thing is, um, I spoke with Miss Betty's, um, Betty Moody's daughter. And Miss Betty Moody is a very private person, as she says, but she has many challenges going on right now. Um, a little um, dementia, uh, depression. And um, if anybody wants to send her cards or whatever, you can go ahead and send them to the home because then she just takes the mail over to her mom so that if she is in a state where she can read it, then she'll have that as a memory for herself. Mm -hmm. And um, the other thing is, I did speak with Patty, um, so we don't raise any eyebrows about Muriel making this announcement. But um, for those of you that don't know, uh, her daughter's mm -hmm. house burned, and it was, <laughs> it was a total burn down. And um, I just learned tonight when I spoke with her just to check in and see how everybody was doing, she said that they just got the insurance just approved for them to move from the hotel into a home. So you can Praise imagine God. how rough that's been on them, Absolutely. you know, um, husband, wife, and three kids. So, um, and the dog. All oh, the and the dog. Yeah. So her voice is where my voice is and yours. So. I told her I wouldn't have a problem with mentioning that. <laughs> it's this quiet. 
and your daughter's name while they're discussing the next work. Tabitha, thank you. Yes. Um, if, um, I asked Gary, was it okay? You know, sometimes people have silent requests, but that's kind of hard <laughs> in my house. <laughs> um, Gary is um, dealing with um, some stomach issues, and um, he, this has been going on for a while. He's also dealing with some back pain, and um, he's on the internet, you know, doing the diagnosis kind of like stuff, and it shouldn't be. But he Dr. is, Google. yeah, he is actually going to see the doctor tomorrow and it's in my, my intent to go with him so I get the full story so I'm, I won't have to have it piecemeal and, you know, put the picture together. We men never do that. We give full information the first time. Well, he already said I wasn't going, but if I have to follow him, I'm going because I'm going. I need to be there. You'll just have to call 911 Gary and say, this lady is following me. I don't know who she is. So that, that's my prayer request, um, just those things, but mostly my voice. That's very important to me, but if things don't work out like I want them to, and maybe I'm just hurrying things along and I shouldn't be, but I certainly would appreciate the prayer. Thank you very much. We will certainly pray for that. And then we'll pray for our salvation list as well. God, we lift up uh, these requests. We pray for T. Um, we, she's just such a vital, uh, just joyful face and voice and just encouragement to all of us through all the trials that she's faced. She always looks to you and points us to you. So we pray that uh, these, the doctor appointment coming up would just reveal kind of where maybe some of these additional aches and pains are coming from. And God, we're just trusting you uh, for her healing, and we just thank you so much uh, for T. I do pray for Betty Moody. <clears throat> I know she's been quite an encouragement to Rebecca over these uh, past year or so, so we just thank you for that. We just pray for clarity of mind for her. I know she's battling some health uh, challenges. And uh, God, we, we pray that we would write cards, reach out on uh, Facebook, whatever we need to do just to encourage your God. I know it's easy for us to kind of forget about people who we don't see every week. Um, we know life is busy, God, but that should not be an excuse. Uh, it should just be a reminder that we need to purposely set aside time to reach out to people. I do thank you that Tabitha and her family are able to get into a house just so sad to hear of uh, just them losing everything. But we thank you for uh, keeping them safe, preserving their life. And God, just the dynamics of being in a uh, hotel room. I think Arthur probably mentioned it at least maybe a month ago, I think, or more. God, and, and we just thank you that the insurance company has come through. We just pray for a, a great move. And that as they get settled in, there would be minimal family stress and that everything uh, would just be exactly uh, what they need. So we just praise you for that, and we continue to pray uh, for them. I do pray for Muriel's voice, God, and it is tough when you're trying to sing, when you're trying to just talk to people, and your voice kind of gives out. It's not at 100%. So we pray that uh, these cultures that she's doing, whatever it, whatever is needed to take place, maybe it's more rest, whatever it may be, God, that you would restore her voice completely, better than it was before uh, COVID, God. And uh, we are, we're just trusting you uh, for that, and that's Muriel's request, and we know that you're able to do that. I do lift up Gary as well. It's just so great to see him again, God. 
And uh, I, just, I just pray uh, for just some of the issues that he's facing and the doctor's appointment that they'd be able to <clears throat> kind of pinpoint exactly what's going on, uh, both like kind of with this, his stomach and then having back pain as well, God. None of it's pleasant. And God, honestly, when we have aches and pains and everything, uh, we can say we look to you and we praise God in every situation, God, but I'd be... I know sometimes I can just get down and I can get discouraged and perhaps there's someone else in here tonight that's facing a health challenge and, and we, we get down and uh, we need our church family to come around us. Uh, God, we know that you don't move. We move away from you. So God, help us in these moments to just realize that we can look to you for that strength and sustainment in time of need. God, and most importantly, we want to lift up those on our salvation list. God, we know that many of these names have been on here, some for years. Some rotate on and rotate off and then back on. So we lift them up to you, God. We know that you desire for all to be saved. You sent your son Jesus to die for the entire world. God, we mentioned it earlier, you reveal yourself in creation, our own conscience, uh, through conversation, God, and you give every opportunity possible for someone to accept Christ. Sure, some have more access than others, God, but through technology and through radio and just various means, God, your word has been proclaimed more now than it has ever been. And it's on humanity to see the need for a Savior. So we pray that your Holy Spirit will work in their life that they wouldn't look to some new age philosophy, some sort of um, you know, self-worship and, and self-salvation, uh, I guess, if you will, God, because there's nothing that we can do except what you have already done in accepting that gift of salvation, realizing that we are in need of a Savior. So, God, we have experienced that. Most of us, if not all in this room, have experienced it. And it is on us to share the gospel with people, whether at work, whether the folks on these, this list that we know. Give us the boldness, God, that we need. We do not want to be a church that is just lukewarm, where you want to just spew us out of your mouth, as you say in the book of Revelation. Nobody likes that, and it's just not successful. And we're not asking you to... Uh, give us, I guess, a, a, um, a confirmation of success by seeing numbers and this and that because we know that can give a lot, that can make us prideful, God. We're just asking you to give us the boldness and the courage and the obedience to listen to the Holy Spirit when he tells us to share the gospel or to reach out to someone in need or to pray for someone, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's the middle of the night, whatever it may be, God, we pray to that end, and we're trusting you, God, for all of these names on this list. We know that you are able to save, so we pray with faith, and we just pray with earnest and expectation as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for your great singing, and now we'll hear from Pastor. I'm sorry, is there one more request on my phone? I apologize. Um, Debbie White had mentioned um, uh, Teresa Abbey. Her campus job 
uh, puts her in daily contact with sick people. Um, Abby's on work study there, but she's coming in contact with flu and COVID, and now Abby's very sick. So if you can write that down, we need to be praying uh, for Abby. So thank you for uh, mentioning that. Good evening. Good evening. Well, I'll pray for Abby in just a moment. I ask you to pray too. Uh, my wife, we went on the retreat, and she did really well, better than I would have expected, than I had expected. She made a few of the sessions, not all of them, but she was able to do more than we expected and even went uh, shopping Friday to three different places. Didn't stay at any of them very long, but, uh, you know, if she can shop, she's happy. <laughs> but uh, then Sunday she said, I'm just so tired. I went, well, I understand, didn't think too much of it. Monday she was sick, sick yesterday, still sick today, supposed to see the neurologist on Friday. She said, could you get me a COVID test? Because I know they won't let me in Friday unless I take a COVID test. And Pastor Christopher had one, so he brought it to the house right before church, and uh, she tested positive. So she's got COVID. I'll stay away from people. My understanding is the new protocol. I don't have to quarantine or do anything. But uh, just to be safe, I'll stay away from you. I don't have any symptoms. But uh, uh, I did have it just under six months ago. So hopefully that will be enough to uh, keep me from it. Um, but the, pray for her, please. And... Uh, Pastor Chuck and I are supposed to fly Monday to Peru. I'm supposed to drive Sunday with my wife to Atlanta, and then he's going to fly, and we meet at the Atlanta airport and fly down to Peru on Monday and uh, for 11 days. So I don't know how that's going to work. She's got to be better before we can go. Her mom's got to be comfortable. Her mother is 80. And praise God, has never had COVID. Um, she and uh, Pastor Christopher and Rosie have never had COVID, which uh, I don't know that many people that never had it. But uh, there's a few of them out there. I kind of think they have some natural immunity to it because everybody's been exposed. But uh, pray for wisdom. I don't, I don't know what we'll do about the trip. We really need to take the trip because... This trip is to make all the plans for the church trip in August. We've got to go and figure out housing and transportation, uh, food, all of those things. We're supposed to put that all together, see how many translators we need, see what we're going to do when we're down there and everything. So be praying for that. Well, we're going to 1 John chapter 4. And uh, let's pray and then we'll... Look at God's word. Father, we do pray tonight. We thank you. We've had many prayer requests, and I do lift up Terry and Abby as she's very sick and has been exposed to a lot. We trust you for complete healing for both of them. God, I pray for wisdom. I would like Terry to be over this very, very quickly, and uh, we can go. Uh, on this trip in a few days, uh, God, she really wanted, we need that visit with the neurologist, but that's out of the question unless she wakes up much better tomorrow. Uh, we'll have to cancel tomorrow morning. 
Uh, but God, we're in your hands. We trust you. you. This is not a surprise to you. You've got it all under control. So I just trust you for complete healing in, in your time. And if the trip is canceled or delayed or whatever, so be it. You'll handle it. You'll, we'll get it done. So God, now teach us from your word. Bless us as we look at your amazing love tonight in First uh, John 4. It's just so powerful. There's so much here. So bless us and teach us now. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So in John, 1 John, I'm sorry, 1 John chapter 4, from verse 7 through verse 21, in those 15 verses, the word love is mentioned 27 times. It says in verses 8 and verse 16, God is love. Not God has love, God is love. God has mercy, he has grace, but he is love. God is love. He showed his love by sending Jesus, sending his son. Uh, loving is a proof of salvation. We'll see that as we get to verses 8 and 20. And really because God loved us so much, he provided salvation, and then he tells us, love one another. We are to love because we are loved. Now, I don't know if we'll get through all 15 of these verses tonight, but we'll just, we'll just jump in and see how far we get. In verse 7, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Then down in uh, verse 19, I want to tie in with these verses. We love him because he first loved us. God is love. It all starts with him. Everything that God does is rooted and grounded in love. He never acts in an unloving way. Never. You and I do more often than we want to admit. Uh, but God never does anything that is outside of love. And, and love, by its very nature and definition, is unselfish. We are selfish. God is completely unselfish. He gives and gives and gives and gives. He is long-suffering. His mercy endureth forever. Uh, he puts up with so much from people uh, before his wrath and punishment finally comes out. You think about uh, uh, the people that were living in Canaan. God told Abraham, I'm going to send your descendants to another nation, and uh, it was Egypt, of course. I'm going to send them there for 400 years because the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. In other words, I'm going to give these people some time to repent of their sin. Now, these people were very, very wicked. They were very wicked. They sacrificed their children to false gods. They did horrible things. Uh, they would take a baby, if it had any defect, they'd throw it off a cliff and kill it. 
They were, they were wicked, horrible, and, and God gave them 400 years to repent. He said their, their iniquity, their sin isn't full yet. But he knew it would get there, which I, don't, I can't grasp that. You know, we don't have the mind of God, and we can't understand some things. Uh, if it were me, I'd be going, well, I can see the future. I know the future. 400 years from now, they're going to be worse, not better. So I might as well just kill them now. But no, God gave them time to repent. And knowing that they ultimately wouldn't, he still gave them time to repent. And perhaps we don't know, we won't know until we get to heaven. I, I kind of wonder if maybe a person here or a person there uh, got right with God and is in heaven today. Uh, that could very well be. Um, you know, when, uh, when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, they were so wicked, God was going to destroy them. And Abraham stood before him and was like, God, you, you won't destroy the righteous with the wicked, will you? What if there's 50 righteous people? God said, I won't destroy it. He went all the way down to 10. God said, I won't destroy it if there are 10 righteous people there. God is very long-suffering. He puts up with a lot. I, I hear people say now and then they're, they're well-meaning, but, well, the only word I can come up with is wrong. Uh, they're wrong. I've heard people say, if God doesn't judge San Francisco, he's going to have to dig up Sodom and Gomorrah and apologize. Well, who, I, I've heard preachers say that. I wouldn't dare say anything like that. Um, but don't you think there's 10 righteous in San Francisco? Yes, there are. There are some righteous people there. God wouldn't judge San Francisco or any other city. And he did destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and uh, some other places. God wiped out completely because of their sin. But we can be assured there were no righteous people left. None. He took Lot out of Sodom before he destroyed it. God always acts in love. He is love. There's no love that does not include God. He is the only source of love. Anywhere there's true love, God's in it. Now, the world talks about love. The world has a warped version of love. Uh, love is just a feeling, and love is to the world usually is very sensual. Uh, that's not real love. True love, the Greek word agape, is completely unselfish, pure love. True love always gives, cares about the other person. Uh, that's the love of God. It is God's love that drew us to him in the first place. Uh, when he said in verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. Nobody's born loving God. But it is God's love that draws us to him. Uh, sometimes we want unsaved people to just get the wrath of God. You know, we see somebody do something wicked and we want God to judge them and to do it fast. You know, I, I, I have seen as a pastor, sadly, I've seen far too many horrible situations. What uh, husbands cheating on their wives, wives cheating on their husbands, uh, people abusing children, and especially when it comes to abusing children. I don't know how God lets them live 
another second. Um, his mercy is a lot better than mine. Uh, but for that matter, I probably would have wiped me out a long time ago too. So I'm, I'm glad for his mercy. Um, we see things like that and we think, get them, God. You know, get them good. They rejected Jesus. Get them. Make them miserable. You know, misery doesn't typically bring people to Christ. When we see uh, Brother Michael mentioned at the beginning, the book of the Revelation, read the book of the Revelation, and what do you see as God's judgment is being poured out on earth? Over and over it says, they repented not. People refused to repent. Most people, uh, seeing God's wrath, their heart gets harder, not softer. Most people. Some, you may say, things got awful, awful for me and I turned to God. Most people aren't that way. It's the goodness of God. Romans 2, 4 says, the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. God is good. He's wonderful. And uh, we should show God's goodness to everybody. Don't pray for people to be miserable. That's not the right way to pray. We're not told to do that anywhere. God will judge them when he says it's time to judge them. Not when we think it's time to judge them. Pray for God to bless them. Love them. Let them see the love of God. It's the love of God that draws people to him. We love him because he first loved us. If I thought God was just after me all the time to hurt me, I would not have turned to him. It's his love that draws. In verse 9, it says, In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. The word manifested means to show forth, to reveal to make it clearly known. The love of God uh, was manifested through Jesus. God sent his son into the world. Uh, Romans 5, 8 says, but God commendeth. Uh, The same idea there, commended, showed his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What love that is. His love is amazing it is through his love that he gave us life he said god sent his only begotten son in the world that we might live through him what we were alive physically but not spiritually without jesus christ it's only in christ that we are alive spiritually we live through him. In verse 10, he said, Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. God's love laid out perfectly. Here in his love. Here you go. This is what love looks like, is what John is saying. Here's what love looks like. Here's what love is. Not that we loved God. He loved us. He sent his son to be the propitiation, which means the payment for our sin. 
in uh, 1 John 2, 2, we see the same thing. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. When Jesus Christ got on that cross, he took on him every sin that ever was committed or will be committed. All of the sin. The Bible says he became sin. All of the, I, I just mentioned abusing a child. Jesus took that on himself. The most vile, disgusting things that have ever been done, Jesus took it on himself. He paid for child abuse. He paid for murder, rape, stealing, lying, pride. All of them. All of my sin. He took it on himself. He's the payment for the sin. The only hope of mankind. It's really crazy to think about. People think they can be good enough to get to heaven. And I used to think that too. I'm a good person, so I'll go to heaven. But when you step back and look at it, it's so ridiculous. How good are we? Not very. Not very. I just reminds me my my grandmother on her deathbed I got to talk to her it just, just God worked it out miraculously and she hadn't talked to anyone and they wouldn't even let me see her and all of a sudden things happened and everybody had to go and they're like could you stay with her sure I will I'll stay with her and I witnessed to her and said grandma no you've been a good person she said not really and the last thing she said was that she wanted Jesus. I explained to her how to be saved. Those were the last words she spoke. She died the next day. And my family's Catholic, and uh, they had this, it's like a picture of Mary called a scapula or something. I don't remember what it's called exactly. I wasn't a very good Catholic. She just ripped it off of her. And they'd put it back on and she'd rip it off. She couldn't even talk, but she kept taking that off. She did not want that on. And I thought, she's saved. She hadn't slept. And I said, all right, God. Because she had kind of faded out some. I'm like, I'm not 100% sure. She told me she wanted Jesus. I said, God, your word says you give your beloved sleep. If she truly got saved... And let her go to sleep. She was asleep within five minutes. I'm like, I know where she is. I know where she is. God is good. She recognized at the end, my good works aren't going to do it. Good works aren't going to get me to heaven. Uh, Jesus paid for all those sins. It's wonderful. In verse 11, it says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. So 
He said, look, God loved us. We need to love each other. He said, no man has seen God at any time. Now, uh, Jesus is God. And some people try to use this verse to say, well, that's proof that Jesus wasn't God because people saw Jesus. There is no New Testament author that lays out more clearly the fact that Jesus is God than John. John makes it crystal clear, his gospel. John 1.1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The main theme of John's gospel is the deity of Jesus Christ. He presents it over and over and over again. So John is not saying here, yeah, Jesus isn't actually God. No, not at all. No man has seen God the Father at any time. That's what he's saying. The Father, no, we don't get to see the Father. Well, we don't get to see Jesus, but uh, to see the Father... Even Moses was so close to him, and Moses said, God, I want to see you. I want to see your glory. He said, look, I'm going to put you in the cleft of this rock here, and I'm going to cover you with my hand, and I'll pass by, and you could see my, my back parts, but if you saw my face, you would die. You can't see my face and live. No man has seen God the Father is what he's saying here. Um, John makes it too clear. You know, we can't take, you can't just take one verse of scripture here and one verse of scripture there. John is so clear that Jesus is God. There's no question. Um, so in light of that, we're to love one another. These verses 11 and 12 are where it's just so practical. And the last verse of this chapter, verse 21, says the same thing. This commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. If you love God, love your brother. It's that, uh, I don't want to say it's that simple. It's not always simple, is it? Why is it not simple? We're selfish by nature. We want what we want, and our brothers ought to want what we want also, but he doesn't. So it's difficult to love other people because their own plan, their own agenda. They want things their way, just like we want things our way. Uh, but we're called to love. To love means put aside our own interest and seek the good of someone else. So love always gives. This goes along with the, uh, John chapter 13. Let me find that here. John 13 Verses 34 and 35. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. As I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. What a great statement Jesus made. People will know you are my disciples if you love one another. What a sad thing it is that Christians are too often fighting each other. And uh, not necessarily within a church, though that does happen, certainly. Uh, but church to church, usually don't get along. 
And yeah, I know there's a lot of churches out there that don't, uh, don't preach the same thing, but I don't care if they believe a little bit differently as long as they believe the same thing about salvation. That's the main thing. We can differ on a whole lot of stuff, and we'll sort it all out when we get to heaven. But if they don't believe in salvation by grace through faith, then they, I don't believe they're saved. They're really not a brother. Uh, if they believe their good works are going to get them to heaven, they, they don't really know Jesus. Because if you believe your good works get to heaven, you're basically saying, I don't need Jesus, whether you realize it or not. But that's what uh, Galatians 2, I think it's 21, says, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness, if righteousness come by the law, good works, then Christ is dead in vain. He died for nothing. His death was worthless, useless, if our good works get us to heaven. Well... Certainly, his death was not in vain. We're going to have to stop right here, and uh, we will, we'll pick up here next time. I'm supposed to be in Peru next week, but we'll see what happens. Maybe I'm here. Who knows? Only God knows. But uh, we'll just stop right there. The love of God is so amazing. I, I like that hymn that uh, I can't even think which one it is now. I'll think of it in a minute, maybe as I say it. Where they say, if the sea were filled with ink, and every stock on earth was a quill, and every man was a scribe, the heavens were a scroll, we would drain the ocean dry, writing the love of God in the sky. The love of God is just inexhaustible. His love is so great. Well, let's pray. Father... Thank you for your just truly amazing, amazing love. How much you loved us, I can't comprehend. Father, help us to truly love one another. Now, God, bless us as we go. Help us between now and Sunday to show your love to someone, to really show people the love of God in a way that they would be amazed and say, wow. Not somebody we're supposed to love, but somebody we either hardly know or, or haven't been that loving toward. Use us to show your love to someone this week. We do love you, God, because you love us. Bless us as we go. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
So far, is, is there anything in particular that's causing problems? Have you got a microphone? 